Coming up on the WAC Podcast, WAC Basketball Conference play is back. Kendra and I will break down the matchups from Thursday night and look ahead to Saturday. Plus, Kendra has a conversation with Joseph Jones, the Tarleton State acting head coach, as the Texans are on a roll. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast. This WAC podcast is brought to you by our friends at University Credit Union, the official financial institution partner of the Western Athletic Conference. Happy 2024. It's a new year. It's a new us. Same fantastic WAC podcast, our first show of the new year. And, you know, man, it's another year gone by. 2024, how'd you celebrate? You were in Florida, I believe. I was right here in the DFW region, getting a chance to see some fireworks at Reunion Tower. We'll say there was supposedly a drone show from where we were watching, because we were actually at dinner at the literal time the ball dropped. The drone show, must. there was a building blocking half of Reunion Tower, so we could see the fireworks, but on this side where we didn't see anything was apparently this sick drone show that got a lot of attention and we completely missed it. So, but apparently it was great. (laughs) Well, happy new year to you, Kendra. Yeah. I was in Florida (laughs) and uh, was uh, at, uh, on the beach there uh, in the uh, Destin Fort Walton beach area. And there was going to be a fireworks show right near where our hotel was 8 PM. So was having dinner with my daughter and then was uh, heading up to, you know, in the elevator to the hotel room. And by the time I got to the room and got out on the balcony, uh, it was almost over. It was a literally a five minute fireworks show at 8 p.m. So I saw I saw a few, but uh, it oh. uh, was turned in by midnight. Nice. So you old guy, New Year's. Were you up when the ball dropped? Or were you asleep? Negative. <laughs> Negative. Alrighty. Starting 2024 with some sleep. Um, with some good rest. But I also had my anniversary with my lovely bride, Wendy. So it was a, oh, a great trip. But now we're back. And conference basketball is back, Kendra. And we're, we're doing this on a Friday. So we're kind of out of sorts a little bit. We're, we're remote. Uh, back to the old days, if you will. Uh, we're not in studio this uh, this Friday because, you know, the holiday and all that good stuff. But watched a lot of basketball last night uh, as we record this on Friday. Men's basketball we start with. How about Grand Canyon? I mean, they are uh, in the net rankings going into the week, number 41 in the country, getting votes in the AP poll, getting votes in the USA Today coaches poll. Only one loss on the season. That's the South Carolina top 25 victory in their pocket some big wins, and now we're back in conference play, and it was a rematch of last year's WAC Tournament Championship. Yeah, it certainly was. And, man, Grand Canyon has just been so good this season. You know, 10-game win streak, and Tyon Grant Foster leading the way with 27 points last night. He's getting some national attention. We saw Matt McCall with the field of 68 listing him as a midseason All-American, and so, I mean, this this is a team that's just rolling right now, and they've got a lot of pieces. And, you know, Southern Utah was a brand-new team, new coach, and so we weren't really sure where they were going to be. But 
Grand Canyon just continues to light it up. Four guys in double figures, Gabe McLaughlin, eight, 18 points, Colin Moore, 15, Ray Harrison put up 12 as well. And so this is, this is now their, it's the nation's sixth longest active winning streak currently. So well, they're, the they're going. TCU this year, Kendra, is that you mentioned uh, TGF as we're calling him 27 points, Gabe McLaughlin, Call, you know, all these players you're mentioning in double figures. Duke Brennan, uh, during the break we saw, was a uh, Ticket Smarter Whack Player of the Week. So they have so many weapons they can go to. Josh Baker coming off the bench and the return of Javon Blackshear Jr., who at this point isn't really uh, in the rotation. He played seven minutes last night. But here's a guy that was a preseason Whack Player of the Year. So down the stretch, you know, maybe they get him more involved. Just so many different options for Coach Price Drew. A hundred percent. And they got a guy, you know, I mean, Sidney Curry, he's someone we've talked about before. He just hasn't really gotten going yet, but he's another one. He was at Louisville. They got, you know, Josh Baker. I think you just mentioned him. Isaiah Shaw with the family connection. You know, he's still learning. And this team, I feel like, is is got the pieces now and, and also, you know, moving forward as well. That saying if if all the guys don't transfer out, which which we see quite a bit now, but you never know. And then yeah. he comes back you in, never know. right? Right. <laughs> so GC wins 96-75. They are now 13 and one on the year. The featured game, uh, what we're calling our Thursday big game of the night, uh turned out uh, we're right on the money as it turns out. Kendra Tarleton against UT Arlington and the Texans come away victors 78 to 76. How about these Texans? I mean, 3-0 in whack play to start off. Completely new team. Now they have an acting head coach, Joseph Jones, who we get a chance to speak with. Now, we spoke with Coach Jones prior to last night's matchup. And so when you're listening to it, just keep that in mind. But, yeah, this one went down to the end. Lou Williams hits that triple in the final seconds once again to to push them to the victory and it seems like these guys are just clutched down the stretch to Corey Smith had that buzzer beater against Tarleton to get the win um they had they also I mean against Tarleton against UTRGV Stephen F Austin they played a really tight game and were able to close it down but yeah they hit 12 shots from the three-point range which was so close to tying their record of 13 that they had set earlier uh it, back in 2021 so they're there uh just Continue to to be a team that that we need to keep watch for. I think you know we saw them two and zero start off conference play. It was a big shock to everyone, and now they just keep rolling against UT Arlington, is the team that's also been you know pretty solid this year. Yeah, Lou Williams had a, a big three pointer in that one to help seal the victory for Tarleton. And if you watch the uh, Road to Wag Vegas show this week, which debuted on Thursday, Kendra. Our fabulous host uh, did, did talk to Joseph Jones, and we're going to hear that entire interview uh, coming up in our uh, later segment. But that Billy Gillespie, you know, stepped away due to medical circumstances. Assistant coach comes in, and and they're eight and two under Coach Jones now. I know, and you ask him, "Hey, what's the what's the success?" And he's he's funny. He you know he's very humble. He's like, "I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, I'm just on the sidelines. They're they're the ones doing it." And obviously, you know, he's got a formula for success. He played under Billy Gillespie, and you know, Coach Gillespie has had quite a bit of success in his career as well. And so, you know, we learned from from a great one, and just 
seems to be picking up right where Gillespie left off. Yeah, and as a player, Coach Jones, uh, in the Texas A&M Athletics Hall of Fame, uh, UTRGV played Stephen F. Austin in a rare kind of day matinee game, if you will, 85 to 78 the final. That was that was a really good matchup. Uh, UTRGV um, has played a lot of teams tough, Kendra. Maybe their record doesn't reflect it. They're now 0-1-3 in the WAC, but they played GCU pretty tough. They now played SFA pretty tough. But the Lumberjacks come out on top, and as usual with them, it's it's kind of a a balanced effort, and they got uh, some big efforts coming off the bench. Certainly, you know, I mean, yeah, we mentioned UTRGB and their record, and yeah, it's not showing uh, if you just look at those numbers, but they are playing tough, um, and you know, maybe it's just about pieces coming together a little bit later in the season. I think it's tough, uh, you know, with when you are so close and you can't get it done. I think, you know, maybe the team starts to lose like, Hey, can we do this? And so it'll be up to Matt figure to keep those guys, you know, locked in and bought in on, Hey, trust the process. But yeah, Stephen F. Austin just continues to uh, be, be a strong contender in our league right now. You know, Frank Stain who transferred in from Utah tech scoring 10 points in the final two minutes to help give the lumberjacks the win. I mean, you know, six for six from the free throw line, which I'm, I'm a, you know, free throws are all about discipline. Can you stay locked in? It's the same shot. And, you know, I hate when, you know, you just miss clutch free throws down the end. Now, have I ever shot a free throw in a game? No. So do I know the pressure? <laughs> no, but, uh, and Nana, uh, you know, he, he was second leading scorer. He had 17 points. He went six for six. He had six rebounds. And so between the two of them, they had 38 points, which was, you know, 60 points off the bench for Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. So a big win for SFA as they moved to nine and five overall two and one in the WAC, and we had California Baptist playing Utah Valley, which on the Ken Palm uh, fan meter uh, was the top-rated game going into last night, and pretty good game, Kendra, as, as Utah Valley comes out on top 65-58. to 58. This was a team with a lot of new faces and a lot of questions, you know, new coach, and they're answering some questions at this point. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest focuses for Utah Valley, especially after losing um, Aziz Bandago, is that just presence in the paint. And that is one of the things that Todd Phillips had mentioned is that, that they did well. They won 38-18 in the paint, which was really good against, you know, California Baptist, who has some of those big men. Drake Allen, the guy that transferred from Southern Utah, had the team high 17 points. Trevin Dorius had 12, had a double-double, 12 points, 15 rebounds. They just looked really connected out there. And so this is, you know, a team that weren't we, was a complete roster overhaul as well. Yeah, Trevin Dorius uh, kind of stepping into that Aziz Bandega role. Different kind of player, but he's a seven-footer. He transferred in from Utah State, gets 12 points, 15 rebounds. And also led the team in assists with five uh, for Utah Valley. So a big win for them. And uh, California Baptist, of course, Dominique Daniels has really burst on the scene this year, Kendra. And we've seen him in our WAC Top Play package already a few times. And he leads the Lancers again last night uh, with 20 points. You watch how he plays. And he is such a little guy. You know, he's one of the smallest guys typically that's out on the floor. But he plays so 
fearlessly just the way that he attacks the basket. We, we've got some serious pops to him because we've seen a couple dunks from him. And so, I mean, if he can get, you know, he, he's been going, he just needs a little help. I think, you know, from, from some other guys out there to continue Yvonne Udriago came in from grand Canyon, put up 11 points. Um, and Brantley Stevenson, another guy had 13. So three guys were in double figures, but I think once they get their scoring going a little bit more, um, you know, they, they can also be, have some success. We're seeing so much, you know, I, I can't put a top, if you had to ask me right now, top five <laughs> teams going to Vegas or, you know, going into March, I couldn't tell you. You couldn't. I I mean, it's, it, it would be could? like if we're. <laughs> our, our resume seating system. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. <sighs> I mean, that's one metric that you can use. Uh, and again, that's uh, to a reminder to our fans. You know, the top eight teams by record will go to Wag Vegas, but once they're once they're in, they're going to be seated by the resume seating system, which takes into account non-conference, all the games they played all year long. And a lot of times, uh, you know, people are are looking at it and they're like, "Hey, wait a second, this doesn't match up their record and their and their ranking." But if you're playing better opponents, if you're beating better opponents, you know, in the non-con, uh, it's going to help you out in that resume seating system. Yeah. I mean, just look at Grand Canyon, you know, they're getting so much national attention. They've scheduled such a tough non-conference schedule to do and everything right. If they weren't to, if they were not able to come away with the win in, in Vegas, they likely would have an at-large bid. And so that's, you know, what we're trying to get all our schools to be up there and have an opportunity to be a multiple bid league. And right now, Tarleton in second place in our resume seating system and Seattle U in third place and the Red Hawks come out on top uh, at home against Utah Tech 70 to 53 last night. And Seattle U uh, is, is a team with a lot of players back from last year's team. Utah Tech was kind of one of those where we weren't kind of sure they, they've had some big wins themselves, but uh, Seattle U having a really uh, dominant performance last night. Seattle U looks really, really good. How about John Christophilis with 32 points? Christophilis, I hope I'm saying that right. I believe so. Uh, Alex Schumacher, guy that was there last year, he had 10 points. But, I mean, yeah, if you really look at it, only two guys were in double figures. Brandon Chatfield had nine. But just a dominant performance from Christophilis to, to be able to push the Red Hawks to a big win. Utah Tech had Tanner Christensen, who was with 16 points. Beyond Riley had 12 as well. And, uh, you know, that was the guy that that transferred in. So Tanner Christensen really seems to be leading the way for the Red Hawks. I know when I spoke with him when I was at St. George, he realized he needed to step into a much bigger role this year. It was going to be tough. I think it was going to push him outside his comfort zone. But he seems to have embraced it and is, is able to put up some numbers. Yeah, Christopher Liss, if again, if we're pronouncing that correctly, 32 points in that game. Uh, only his uh, fifth game that he's played this year. So he played in the uh, in the opener against Prairie View and then was not back until they played Washington and then Louisiana Tech and had 6-7-7 seven, seven, and then 32. So talk about a coming out party there and to go along with all the talent that Seattle U has, that bodes well for the Red Hawks the, the rest of the way. Absolutely. 
And man, we got, you know, some big matchups coming up on Saturday. This conference play, we do Thursday and Saturday now. And so. Seattle, you will be hosting California Baptist (laughs) on Saturday. That'll be a 3 p.m. Pacific time game. That's one to watch for Utah Valley entertaining Southern Utah, at two o'clock mountain. Stephen F. Austin will host UTA at two o'clock central. And we have Abilene Christian playing against UTRGV at five o'clock central. And then Utah tech will entertain grand Canyon. They come in to town. That will be the seven o'clock mountain standard time game on Saturday. So plenty of men's action to look forward to. We're going to take a quick break, Kendra. When we come back, we'll break down the women's games from Thursday night. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan now talking women's hoops. Also, uh, failed to mention, Kendra, in our last segment, hashtag WAC1 or one WAC. Hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag one WAC. If you've seen it on our social media, it's our new hashtag that we're rolling out in the new year. We didn't really do a big unveiling, just kind of casually pushing it out on our social media with something we've been working towards, trying to find a new hashtag for us. So you'll see that, you know, the idea is one whack together to the end. We are together, but there's some separation in women's basketball in terms of the standings. How about that? Oh, how uh, about CBU- that transition? Having another big win. They are now 11 and 1 on the season, 3 and 0 in WAC play, 80 to 61 over Utah Valley. And this was a team coming into this season. Obviously, I had a lot of question marks. Chloe Webb was on fire before the break, but in last night's game, we saw four different Lancers uh, in double figures. Yeah. And this is, this is a team that CBU had just seven active players so they're playing through a lot of injuries um you know whether it was you know people were sick that night or also just battling through lingering injuries chloe webb just continues to be a force to be reckoned reckoned with we saw a little bit of her last year and then now you pair the chloe attack but one is with a c chloe webb is a c and then you got chloe lemon with a k true freshman making her second start back-to-back starts she actually posts the game high 19 points. Um, and so now you're seeing, you know, you got Felipe Barros who's who's coming on a hot streak. And I feel like they're kind of getting their shooting. CBU is the team that's always really relied on that three-point game, I think. And, you know, when the ball the shots aren't falling, they tend to struggle. But this this team has been able to, to light it up and find a way to fill the hole from last year. Credit to Jared Olson. Yeah, Chloe Lemon, uh, you mentioned the Chloe and Chloe show. True freshman out of Omaha, Nebraska, Millard South High School, finding her way to CBU and uh, getting a a couple of starts here and proving uh, why she is uh, one of the top newcomers in the WAC this year with 19 points in that victory over uh, Utah Valley. Next up. We all <laughs> next up. Next up. We'll keep it rolling. We'll keep it going. Should we go to UT Arlington? Let's go to UT Arlington. Let's do it. They were hosting the Tarleton State Texans. And you know, UTA has has been a little bit on a struggle bus this year starting off. Now they're on a yeah. four game win streak. Yeah, that's the yes and no. They were on the struggle bus. Now they're on the fast track. That's right. Yeah, they had 
four different players in double figures. Kalia Clark, our CLU transfer with 13. Avery Brittingham, our Stephen F. Austin transfer with 13 as well. Adela had 15. I don't know how to pronounce her last name at this time. Val Valkova is what I'm looking at it to be. She's the fifth year from Czech Republic and she transferred in this year. Um, and so it's nice to to see, you know, Sharika Wright brought in a lot of new transfers. She's another one that almost not reminds me of Molly Miller, but she when she's playing against teams, she's always looking and always recruiting. What better way to scout a player than to face off against them and see how they're able to cut through your own defense and add that piece the following year. And so she's done that. They were struggling at the beginning and it seems like they have found found some rhythm, figured it out and seem to be on a bit of a roll. Yeah, they, they've won four in a row, so they're five and eight overall, so that uh, bodes very well. And when you look at the resume seating system, UTA ranked number four in the conference uh, by that metric. So it tells you, you know, they were playing some some tough non-conference games and now seem to be putting it together. Uh, Ja'Cory Along, by the way, the leading scorer for Tarleton State at 13 points, and she is the one I was uh, talking to you about the other day that originally went uh, to – her previous college on a cheerleading scholarship and then walked on to the basketball team. And now she's making some noise in the Western athletic conference, grand Canyon. Uh, we talked about their men team quite a bit in the last segment, women's team also having a very nice year. They beat Southern Utah 78 to 60 in a rematch of a semifinal matchup in WAC Vegas last year. And GCU, you know, we're, we talked about the teams that are, are kind of starting to look like the, the teams to beat, obviously CBU and GCU right right, right there with them. 100%. You know, the Lopes are, have been so good at home, just in, in Molly Miller's entire era. They're 7-2 and two at home. This is their fifth consecutive home win. And, you know, they had just a, just a dominant performance. You got Laura Erickstrup, who had the game-high 24 points. Her sister, Sydney, had 16 points. Olivia Lane, that North Dakota transfer a few years ago, 10. Nadia Evans, we can't speak enough about her. She's currently leading the conference in three points or three-point percentage. Yeah, they really seem to figure it out. They're they're able to light it up on offense, and, and defensively, they're, they're so strong as well. We talked to Tracy Mason of Southern Utah prior to this matchup and their team, you know, isn't off to that great start three and nine, one and two now in the whack. Uh, but she, she said it's just about finding the right fit. You know, they, they don't have that height presence inside that they had last year. And so it's, it's just kind of been about, you know, how, how can we play to our strengths? What is our strengths? What's, what's even our identity at this point. And so this is a team that looks rocky right now, but, you know, take a look at them in the second half of conference play, and and maybe we could be seeing a very different team. Yeah, the Eric Strupp sisters, uh, as you mentioned, both came off the bench and were the top two scorers for GCU, 24 points and 16 points respectively. And Naughty Evans, again, going back to our Road to Whack Vegas show, uh, we had a little highlight clip of her that she's had two game-winning buzzer beaters, and then she had a third, uh, you know, Steph Curry range uh, buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter from a game uh, earlier this week. So they uh, they seem to have a lot of mojo going for them at GCU so far this year. SFA, Len Bishop, uh, the new head coach, gets another win under his belt. They are now 3-0 and in conference play, defeating UTRGV 
the 69. And I know you've talked to both of these coaches quite a bit. Uh, Len Bishop, you were there when they announced it. And Lane Lord, we had on the podcast a few weeks ago. But uh, SFA playing really well. But uh, I, I think UTRGV, again, like their men's team, they're 1-11, but seem better than a 1-11 team. Yeah, you know, my heart goes out to UTRGV because they have the pieces and they've just had so many injuries this past year. You didn't even see Ayana Dorsey out on the floor last night for the Vaqueros. She's simply one of their leading scorers. Of course, they had other other players step up. Five UTRGV players were in double figures as well. And so that's, you know, another situation kind of like with the men's team. It's hard to keep a team you know, bought in when your record isn't showing it and, but they continue to go out there and fight. And so that's a credit to Lane Lord and getting his team just continuing to keep going one and 11 overall, zero and three now in the whack, but you know, Len Bishop is doing everything right. He, he, he's been with Stephen F. Austin. He was the associate head coach for eight seasons. He knew the formula of, of Mark Kellogg and just continues. I think you see so much of the players buying into his system. You know, there's so much respect they have for him and they just want to go out there and play, play their best. And you have Kirsten Harden who continues to be a force. And how about Zoe Nelson, 21 points, 15 rebounds. She's a player that's continuing to grow and develop as, as she's just a junior, um, you know, only averaged about 12 minutes a game last year. Yeah, that that's one. Uh, if she keeps those numbers up, those those are the kind of numbers that get you the ticket smarter player of the week uh, type of numbers. But yeah, fifteen rebounds, and she's done that a couple of times this year. She did that against Rice earlier this season, but uh, to get the twenty-one points, that was a I believe a new career high for Zoe Nelson as well. And as you mentioned, uh, five different players scored in double figures for the Lady Jacks. Utah Tech also a team playing really well before the break. We saw them beat Oregon. Uh, first time they had beaten a power five school. Uh, they beat Seattle U last night, 81 to 65. They are now two and one in whack play eight and six overall. And they have some players that are a lot of fun to watch and that can put the ball in the basket. Maggie McCord. So I mentioned <laughs> that about the ticket smarter player of the week type numbers, 11 for 11, 26 points last night. Yeah, I mean, you just – she couldn't miss. I mean, she was absolutely on fire. 26 points, that tied her career high. And then you have Macy Warren, who actually had the game high with 27 points. She's the one coming off of her ACL injury, as well as her sister, Maddie Warren, who put up six points as well. But when you factor in, you have two – because, you know, Rihanna Gillen was the preseason player of the year. She put up 16 points. They lose Emily Isaacson with a season-ending injury. And, you know, Maggie McCourt, hello, just stepping up. She's a fifth year. Um, and she's she's been there for her entire career. And now, you know, it, it seems like she's just really coming into her own and, and being able to light it up, as they say. Yeah, 26 points and 12 rebounds as well for Maggie McCord. But yeah, 11 for 11 from the field, including four of four from three-point land in that win over Oregon, she hit eight of 10 three-pointers, uh, which was a new Utah Tech record for three-pointers in a game. So here's a player, like, like you mentioned, I mean, 
maybe wasn't on the radar at the beginning of the season, but has been given an opportunity, whether it's due to injury or due to her playing above the, the level that she's played before and all of a sudden is uh, playing like one of the top players in the conference. 100%. Certainly a team to watch. I mean, you know, they did take down Oregon. We had mentioned that in a previous show. It's a big time win for the Trailblazers who, you know, like their uh, men's soccer team, you know, are continuing to grow and develop. Utah Tech has really done an incredible job in the transition period, along with Tarleton State as well. I don't want to leave them out on that, but of just coming in and really competing and, and showing that, hey, not only do we belong at Division One level, but we're going to come in and, and be near the top. Big games uh, coming up this Saturday. Uh, Utah Tech will be at Grand Canyon, so that's uh, one to circle. That'll be at 2 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Of course, all games on ESPN+. Plus. California Baptist hosting Seattle U. UTA against Stephen F. Austin. So there's a couple of teams that are kind of on a roll right now, so somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose, as they say. UTRGV <laughs> hosting Abilene <laughs> Christian and Southern Utah will bring in Utah Valley. That's a 5 o'clock Mountain Time tip on Saturday. A lot of good games to look out for. I do want to just, we mentioned uh, Grand Canyon and the success they've had. Molly Miller recently celebrated her 250th career win. So congratulations to her. That ranks fourth among all active Division One head coaches that have coached for at least eight plus years. So, you know, if you look at her record and what she's done at, at Grand Canyon, she's one of those young coaches that has a pretty bright future ahead of her. Yeah, that's a lot of wins for, for a young coach uh, like, like Molly Miller. But she has had a lot of success. She was at Drury before she was at GCU, won a lot of games there. And since arriving in Phoenix has also won a lot of games. So that's why she's regarded as one of the top. Uh, I, I don't want to say young coaches, one of the top coaches in the country. One day, nine hours, four minutes, and 49 seconds till their next game. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated, Kendra, on that. Uh, coming up next, we're going to play your interview with Joseph Jones from Tarleton. As we mentioned, this was recorded before last night's game. So, uh, But there's a lot of interesting information there uh, that we uncover as uh, Coach Jones has taken over as the acting head coach for the Texans who are on a roll. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. I'm Kendra Sheehan, now joined by acting head coach for Tarleton State men's basketball program, Joseph Jones. Coach Jones, it's so good to have you on the show as the Texans are off to a 9-4 and four start overall, and you've sat in in this position. And since then, the team's gone 7-2. and two. What has kind of been these last month and a half as you've stepped into this acting head coach role. First, I want to say thank y'all for having me on here. And uh, secondly, man, um, it's been a ride. It's been a ride right now. You know, we've been playing pretty well. Uh, I know we can be a whole lot better, you know, so we and we have to be better in order to be successful in the WAC. So we just doing whatever we can to, you know, keep keep getting better, keep reaching higher, you know, winning games. And you're stepping in as acting head coach for Billy Gillespie, who has stepped away indefinitely from the team due to medical circumstances. And we just wanted to to check in and and see how Coach Gillespie has been doing. You know, he's been an important part of our WAC coverage over the past couple of years. 
Oh, he's doing well. You know, I, I get to talk to him every once in a while. You know, he calls me and we talk about, you know, other things, talk about games, talk about all the things you would a uh, head coach and assistant coach would talk about. So he's the head coach and I'm the assistant coach. So we, 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 you know, we chop it up and we talk about other things in life. So it's always, it's always good to hear his voice. Oh, good. Well, we're glad he's doing well and switching back over to basketball and what this team has been able to accomplish so far this season, 2-0 in WAC play. And let's go back to the first game of league play at Stephen F. Austin. It was 34-34 at the half, and this team grinds out the two-point victory. What did you see from that win in the fight that that team had to put on on the road to get their first WAC win of the season? I seen just, you know, stuff that what I seen every day in practice. Our guys are gonna grind it out. They're gonna play hard. They're gonna play tough. And um they never they're never gonna give up. You know, much you throw at them, they're gonna keep fighting and um they're gonna eventually find a way to 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 beat you. So that, that's what I seen going to SFA and getting a win like that is it was very good for our program. And you know, the guys are super excited about it. I just hope we can continue going and do it, making Having games, having success like that on the road, where last year we didn't, we didn't win, we won one game on the road, so we've always tied tied last year's record. So that's pretty good. What is the key to to winning on the road, and why such the shift from last year? Is it the team just buying in, being more disciplined when they're going into hostile environments? Um, I don't really don't know. I, well, the key I always believe once you go on the road to play, you just gotta throw the kitchen sink at them, you know, throw everything you got and, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I think that's how we kind of approach it every time we get on the road and just tell guys, go out there and, you know, play hard. Whatever happens, you know, win or lose, we're we going to know we gave it our all. And if we give it our all, it, more likely we, we will be successful. And we know Wisdom Gym is a tough place to play. You hosted UTRGV for the second conference game. And my goodness, that one was an entertaining finish. You have, you guys are up by one. UTRGV goes and gets some acrobatic layup to go, gives them the lead. And then Ja'Cory Smith gets it done in the other end with that three-point buzzer beater. What was that moment like for you watching Ja'Cory Smith have that? And really the rest of the team just being able to rally and fight that one out despite, you know, going down at the last possible second. That moment was exciting because, you know, I know what it feels like to hit a last second shot for your team to win the game. And I want all my players, I don't want them to have to experience that, you know, but to have that feeling. Because if you got to make a last second shot in order to win the game, that means you didn't do what you need to do in the game, uh, in the meat, in the guts of the game to, you know, be successful as your, you want your team to be. But, you know, that him making that shot, that was great for us, you know, and for allowing us to be 2-0 and right now in, in conference. And right now that's, a, that's the only thing that matters is conference. You know, try to be win as many games as possible and, and try to finish out strong and get to the WAC tournament and make, make a bunch of noise. There are only three teams in the conference so far that are undefeated, Grand Canyon, Utah Tech, and Tarleton State. You guys are second in the WAC resume seeding system right now, and this is a team that was picked sixth in the coaches' preseason poll. What do you attribute to just the way that this team has come out and maybe played with that chip on their shoulder that we're a team that should be finishing better than sixth? Oh, we just we'd, we'd have had some success early. You know, and and play been playing pretty well, and the guys understand that we 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 have a lot left in the tank. So I know 
to me, I think they they are just happy, you know, excited to be winning games and winning for each other, and it's paying off. And them understand that we can be better and we have to get better. It only fuels them, fuels them more, to, you know, to be more hungry. You got four players that are averaging in double figures. What is working for the Texans offensively that's allowing you guys to be able to distribute the basketball so well and have so many players get those numbers? We just we just throw those guys and hope they put it in the basket. We, we're, not, <laughs> we're not doing anything special. <laughs> Nothing special. Like, I think the simplest way of basketball, you know, is always successful. Um, our guys are doing a great job of 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 being uh being there for one each other, for one another, especially on the offensive end and the defensive end. But they they're making plays. I'm not doing anything special. They're the ones making the plays and are one or the ones that, you know, want to compete to win. Looking at Keandre Gaddy has his fifth double double of the season when you guys last played Loyola Marymount. And it's only January. What does that say about the type of caliber player that he is and the type of record he can continue to set as he set the program record at number five? He 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 can do he can he can have a lot of more games with double double man. He he has improved a lot since last year over the spring and the summer. And it's starting, it's showing, it's showing right now. And you just gotta make sure I keep his head, you know, level because you know he's having so much success. And it's gonna only get harder for him. Once you start having that much success, that 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 target becomes a whole lot bigger on your back. So I just gotta make sure I keep you know level headed and under, have him understanding that hey, it's it's gonna get tough for you. But uh, he he can do a, he can do that a lot more games, I believe. Ja'Cory Smith is another guy that's just really exploding this year, the team's leading scorer. How do you explain the success that he's having as well? He he's he's been winning his whole life, you know, for basketball. You know, he's had he's had a great um great high school career, had a great junior college career, and he he's showing that, you know, I I really believe uh, you know, and players that had a lot of success, high school level, you know, whatever college level they played at, it shows and it contributes in it to what they do as a, as a player. And he's had a lot of success coming up, you know, for on the basketball side, and it, it's showing it's showing on all levels right now. You guys had a lot of newcomers this year, and people weren't sure what to expect and how these new players would react uh, on the big stage. And one of those guys, Emmanuel Incenti, the freshman out of Italy, has continued to show steady improvement and has burst on in a couple big plays. What kind of ceiling does he have as he continues his rookie campaign? I don't think he has a ceiling. I don't think he has a ceiling. You know, it's it's wide open for him. It, if he comes every every game and every practice with the mindset of getting better and to you know, and compete and improve something to each and every one of us each and every day, that he has no ceiling. Uh, like I went to go try to take him out the game the other night, and I'm like, you need one? Like, nah, coach, I'm good. And that's the best I've seen him play. He's catching the ball, rebound, pushing the ball, making all the right decisions. And and that that's what our team needs. We need for him to be successful in order for us to have a great chance to win each and every game. And he's been doing a great job with that. Lastly, you know, just as you look at the entire season the Texans have, you know, pick six in the preseason poll, you guys continue to find ways to win. You start whack play 2-0. You get big time wins. 
it seems like, you know, despite the adversity with Coach Gillespie, this team seems to be resilient. Would that be an accurate description of how you would describe the group? Very, very accurate, very accurate. You know, that's one thing that Coach, coach prides itself on is having tough teams, and I believe we are a very tough team. You know, there's there's no quit. There's no quit in this group at all. They're going to fight, you know, to the to the very end. And that's what you need. And that's what we've been showing. You know, everything that we're dealing with, you know, the coach being out with a, you know, a coach that doesn't have a clue what he's doing on, on the sideline now. And they're still fighting. They're still fighting each and every day, you know, wanting to get better, wanting to play for each other, wanting to win games for Tartan. And that's the only thing you, you want from these guys. Yeah, I'd say you know what you're doing. Seven and two since you took over. Pretty good, pretty good stat line there. <laughs> it might be a little luck. I hope it's luck. And I hope it don't <laughs> run out of time soon. Well, Coach, thank you so much for joining us. That's Joseph Jones, acting head coach of Tarleton men's basketball. The Texans will host UT Arlington Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Tip off on ESPN Plus. Thanks so much for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.